defense started. Talk Bucks playoffs here. 94.5 ESPN is WKTI and WKTI HD Milwaukee, a good karma brand's radio station. Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. The Jordan Spieth roller coaster hits a high. It's been low, but we're back high. Stephen Watson alongside Nolan Murphy. He's cousin subbing for Gabe Neitzel today on the tee. Nolan, Jordan Spieth is one of those guys that I think is probably the most important young star in golf. Why is him winning yesterday so big? Uh, Jordan Spieth, he resurrected his career, I feel like, a week after missing the cut at the Masters. He, to answer your question, Stephen, is a magician. He's an entertainer out there. It doesn't matter if he's about to double bogey or chip in for birdie, potentially, like he almost did yesterday uh, in that playoff. He always has... Uh, that buzz around him, and it's not to a Tiger Woods level by any means. There's no one that will ever get the crowds and the TV ratings, I think, uh, that we know of now. Uh, probably not Scotty Scheffler, but Jordan Spieth, he moves the needle. He makes a golf tournament more interesting to the normal person sitting on their couch, and that's why Jim Nance, you could hear it yesterday, he loves him some Jordan Spieth. Tiger Woods is the needle. There will never be another Tiger Woods. I personally think Jordan Spieth is the most important player to moving the needle in post-Tiger golf, which is what we're starting to see in the sport. He's only going to play a handful of events. He did commit to the U.S. Open, but I think that was just so that once he makes his decision, he's already on that you know, that naming list. Him and Phil Mickelson both committed as of right now, quote-unquote. But I think we're only going to see Tiger play in majors. So you need stars like Jordan Spieth to go and play in Hilton Head at the Heritage and make events like that watchable between the majors. And I want to talk specifically about the rounds that Spieth had. And let's just jump right to the drama that he brought us on Saturday in the third round. On moving day, he has an opportunity on the 18th green to get two shots back at a leader. And he three putts from 10 feet, including one of those one-of-us moments that we've all seen on golf courses when we have played, where you don't let your buddy, you know, you don't you give, don't him, give the him the five-foot putt. No, you make him putt it. But Spieth, for him, that's a, he makes that 999 times out of 1,000, but he misses it there on a quick tap-in, rolls around the rim, and he finds himself from a birdie opportunity to a bogey and then three shots back. Yeah, and he's done this a few times, I feel like, in this 2022 season where he's had those mental errors around the putting green. He did it a few weeks ago in Valero. He was kicking himself in the post-round interview because he knew how big of a swing it you know, could have been. You know, we'll get to why it wasn't a big swing because you know, it felt like 8 to 10 guys on Sunday could have won that golf tournament and nobody took advantage of it. But it is interesting. Spieth, I think the interesting factor about him, Stephen, is as amazing he is. And I do think he is that all-American USA golfer. He played golf at Texas. He's an AT&T spokesperson. He is the face of Under Armour Golf. 
but he also looks, um, you know, like a normal golfer sometimes. He doesn't hit it as far as Brooks Kepka or DJ. He doesn't have that iron play like we've seen out of Justin Thomas, but he is that, like, most amazing scrambler of the golf ball for when he hits the drive that he's screaming about going left or even right. I feel like you never know what side of the golf course Jordan Spieth wants to go on. He can somehow get out of those jams, and those are the jams that the rest of us feel like we're in every round. And that's what makes him much must-watch television week in and week out, especially when he's at the top of his game and him and Grella are having those conversations and you have those mic'd up moments on golf courses where Jordan Spieth gives us as a viewer more than most players would. And then he has moments like he had on 18, and he comes back on Sunday. He eagles two holes on the front nine, and all of a sudden, he's at the top of the leaderboard again like nothing happened. It's just the swings with Jordan, you know, it could be hole by hole, it can be round by round, it can be week by week, but when he is in contention, it's must-watch golf. And I think he's always in contention. On Friday of the RBC Heritage, he was tied for 32nd. I mean, usually in a golf tournament, once you get through that first round, you have an idea of, hey, these 15 to 20 guys can win a golf tournament this weekend. But with Jordan Spieth, there is that up and down roller coaster, and that's why I think we are so attracted to him as as a golfer. There's a difference between, I think, like someone like him and Rory. We expect Rory now to hit the ball 340, but we know he may crumble when he gets 100 yards in. And I feel like Jordan Spieth is just a, more mentally tough than Rory. I could be way wrong, but it feels like he bounces back all the time. Rory's the guy now that we expect to somehow scream up the leaderboard on Sunday, and you're going to look at his Wikipedia page in five years and be like, oh, uh, a top five at the Masters. Look at Rory. What a career. A couple of backdoor top fives. Exactly. Rory is the backdoor you know, Sunday leaderboard guy. But you know, I think it's impressive, specifically with Spieth winning his you know, last two wins. We heard about it, both being on Easter. You know, We'll get to the significance of that next year. If you guys know what a calendar is, uh, look where the Masters is next year. But Spieth, you know, three or four years ago, Stephen, had kind of lost himself yeah. after that Open Championship. Things had kind of fallen apart. You were there was you know some rumors maybe of him and Greller splitting up, and then you see that moment yesterday. They're playing with their kids after they win. They've been through so much. It seems like through Jordan's you know which is long career, um, but the last eight nine years, you know, Spieth yesterday joined the fifty million dollar club career earnings. He's only the eleventh guy to do that. Tiger's still number one on the PGA Tour with one hundred twenty million, but that is a huge milestone for a guy that has twenty twenty five years left of golf in him. Yeah, it was his thirteenth win and. The thing about Spieth that's fascinating, and we got to witness it firsthand here in Wisconsin with his rise, you know, coming back up that roller coaster and making the Ryder Cup team as a captain's pick, because after a couple of really down years, he won Valero last year and then went and played pretty solid golf throughout the rest of that season to earn his way onto Stricker's team. He performed pretty well at at Whistling Straits, but it brought Jordan back to where we're used to seeing Jordan. So for him to come in an early season and win RBC Heritage after a pretty bad showing at the Masters, a place that he has usually played well every single year before that, I, I, I wonder, Nolan, is Jordan back? Or are we just, is this going to be another just one win a year? And hey, one win a year is amazing on the PGA Tour. It's going to make you a lot of money. I don't know if he's back. I do think he has some demons he needs to conquer at majors. Um, you know, he was the career scoring leader at the Masters before, you yeah. know, two weekends ago, which is crazy to think about. But 
as you look at the remaining majors on the calendar, you know, starting with Southern Hills in a few weeks, as well as, you know, St. Andrews, as well as Brookline, they all set up very well for Jordan Spieth. Now, they set up very well for Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson and maybe even Tiger specifically at the old course at St. Andrews. I, I think Jordan is back in terms of you need to think about him every week he puts his name into a tournament. And that's what everybody wanted because there was a while where we, I, I certainly felt like he may end up going the route of Ricky Fowler. I mean, Ricky Fowler does not have exemption in big-time events right now. He's outside the top 50. He has not figured it out like Jordan Spieth somehow figured it out, leaving Cameron McCormick, going to another swing coach. Uh, There's a lot there that I think we should praise Jordan Spieth about, but I do want to highlight this win did kind of, before he almost chipped in in that playoff, this win kind of fell into his hands. Yeah, Shane Lowry, Patrick Cantlay, they they had opportunities, and and Spieth was the first to admit that when he finished his round a couple of holes before those guys, he never thought that he would be have an opportunity to have a playoff. And then you get Cantlay in the playoff, he's got a fried egg in the sand, and it's just all set up for Jordan, which Jordan does deserve credit for, to yes. come back and play that Sunday round as well as he did, especially after that putt missed on 18 on Saturday. But I agree. I I. I love Jordan Spieth. I think he is so unbelievably important to the game, not as a golfer, but also just as a hero for young players. I think about the images that PGA Tour put out there. I don't know if you saw them on social media. When he was about to go into the playoff, he told all these kids, I'm going to wait to sign autographs, but stay here. I promise after the playoff, win or lose, I will be back here. Sure enough, after he wins, he finds those same kids, he signs for him. That's the Jordan Spieth that I think about. The one that will never miss a kid signing and understands the bigger part of how important it is to be a superstar and grow the game. I don't think he's fully back yet until we see that putter go like we saw when he won his three majors, you know, almost almost a decade ago, which is kind of crazy to and, think and about. And it wasn't there this weekend. It yeah. was one of his worst putting performances he said he'd ever you know, kind of encountered. And I think it did, though, give him some confidence of, hey, if the putter's not there all four days, I can still hang around. And that was not um, a weak field. I mean, that field, a week after the Masters, I think the RBC Heritage has done such a great job of, it's the Monday after the Masters. Let's keep everybody in the Southeast. Let's keep that going. RBC has so many great guys. Corey Connors, DJ, Morikawa. You're going to get some studs there, I think, for a while. Um, So I I think, I mean, if Jordan wants to win a major, he's going to be back. But... I'm not ready to like put that stamp of approval that means so much, you know, from the on the T uh, show here at ESPN Milwaukee. But who are you more disappointed in? I guess yesterday of the guys that were in the mix because I know who I'm disappointed in, but I'm curious on your end. I, I thought it lined up well for Shane Lowry to get a key victory, um, and he was coming off of a, a solid performance at Augusta. Um, I thought the the course set up really well for him. I mean, he just made a lot of mental mistakes that you just can't make on Sundays at a tournament. Um I I I think it's probably Lowry is where I, where I'm headed. What about you? That's where I was going to go. The double on 14 yeah. chipping into the water. That's something, you know, that I would do. You know, <laughs> uh in a lot of, one you know, of yeah, us. exactly, one of us. A lot of the amateurs out there uh in southeastern Wisconsin. Um the missed putt on 17, he could have got the 13. I would have liked to see more guys in the playoff because it's, it, at one point 
You know, when Spieth is in the clubhouse, you're like, oh, there could be four or five guys in a playoff. We don't see that all the time. Uh, but Cantley, I think, Cantley is the proven winner right now, other than Scotty Scheffler. And Cantley gets lost because he hasn't won a major yet. He was a stud on the Ryder Cup team. He won the Tour Championship, you know, ending last year's 2021 season, which was lengthy due to the pandemic and some rescheduling. Cantley was the hottest guy in the world. And Scotty Scheffler, he's like, hey, man, uh, yeah. This is my seat now. So I was bummed with Cantley's putt on 18 uh, where he could have won the golf tournament. And he's an amazing putter. He blew that thing way past and almost just gave Jordan Spieth the outright title before they went into OT. So I was a little bummed. I do think Lowry will get there, though. If you follow golf the way we do and hopefully a lot of our fans and listeners do, you can kind of see people you know, building towards momentum. And Lowry's won. There was guys yesterday like Harold Varner the third. He is still looking for his first PGA Tour win, yeah. and I don't know if he's ever going to get it done. He might end up just being a Charles Howell, the third guy that always is around there, you know, gets into the FedEx Cup but just can't finish it off. But uh, it would have been nice to see Cantley kind of, you know, continue what has been a great year for him, you know, year and a half for him. It's hard to win on Sundays, especially when that pressure mounts, and that's a really tough golf course. I've had the opportunity to play Harbor Town. That is a tight golf course and a lot of opportunities to screw up. But so, you know, Jordan Spieth gets his 13th win, but I want to talk about. His second round, and, and in particular, a moment in the second round when he, eighth hole, second shot, par four, he's lining up, about to hit his shot, and a deer runs onto the golf course. And I, the deer ends up going toward the green, finds a bunker, realizes that there's water on the other side of that bunker, turns around, runs back towards Spieth off the golf course. So what is the most wild story that you've had with an animal on a golf course while you're playing? Oh, I've uh, I spent a lot of time in South Florida, so I've seen the alligators, I've seen the snakes, but I have a pretty good streak going right now where someone I golf with hits and unfortunately kills a bird. I'm talking probably three of my last fifty rounds, which that's incredible odds to see a bird. You know, this struck is like out the Randy the Johnson of, of golf. Exactly. So uh, the last time it was in South Florida, it was in 2022, early, and somebody had actually just hit a person. On the previous hole. Who uh, are you golfing with, Nolan? <laughs> uh, no names, please. But just, you know, a great partner of ours at Good Karma Brands and ESPN. But he, I think he was, is a little startled. You know, he had shanked a drive. And then he hits a bird two holes later, and it's a black crow. And if you've ever seen, have you ever seen a bird get hit by a golf ball? No, I, I, I'm just picturing the Randy Johnson throwing a fastball and watching this thing explode. You know, the guys I play with don't have the clubhead speed of a Bryson DeChambeau, so I don't think they're coming off the hand like that Randy Johnson famous image. But most of the time, these birds, they don't die immediately. Oh, gosh. So it's, you, you see this bird <laughs> was suffering. And I hate to talk about you know, death on, on the tee, but you know, that is my real like, thing that jumps out is these birds that you know, just, the, the odds in that, I would love to get some, I'm sure Homer could tell us uh, what the odds of hitting three a times. bird on a golf ball. I have seen it three times at least since 2019. Wow. Well, we want to hear from you. First Midwest Bank Talk and Text Line, 800-990-3776. What is your best golfing story involving an animal. Again, 800-990-3776. I'll tell you mine quickly. It happened at Whistling Straits with my dad. Um, you know, in the non-championship golf season, they allow sheep to kind of free roam a couple of the... Well, they should have for the Ryder Cup, too. What an they advantage it yeah. would have been. I mean, it was already 99-1 to fan-wise, USA versus Europe. Yeah, but. there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I watched my dad hit a three-wood into a sheep, and the sheep did not flinch. 
Okay, wow. And did you have to? Were you worried you'd maybe have to tell anybody at Whistling Straits? Of course. If they're listening right now, I the the sheep was unharmed. It, it didn't flinch, and it was a three wood. We're not talking like a lob wedge into, you know, the the side of an, an animal. Like this was this was a three wood power, and that thing did not flinch. They got, they got a lot a lot of coating going on there. Did he? Where did the ball go though, Stephen? Was it around the pack of sheep? Is that what you would call? A, it would be a pack of sheep. Yeah. Was it around them, or did he have to like get a? Did you give him kind of like? There hey. were a couple of baths okay. after that, but they, Was there they, any they ran away. Or did you from give him a free drop? No, I, I made him play it. I mean, I'm nice. I'm Was there any nice. sheep fur on the ball? Like, no. No. It was just, I, I couldn't believe that there was no reaction. I think that was the most surprising thing. Like, it would be a much better story if my dad got bombarded by sheep, but... Like, they're running after him. Like, like I'm afraid sometimes on the golf course of geese, you know, they, they can get, be they're, very they're nasty. violent. Nasty. And all of a sudden, you know, they, their turds are all over the place, and you're trying to get your ball, and then all of a sudden there's 10 geese looking at you. Things could go south pretty quick. You did not have that with the sheep. They just kind of went on with yeah. their day up at Whistling Straits. Yeah, I think that's what shocked me more than anything, is they just carried on like, ain't no thing. We've been hit by way worse. Well, there, you know, with our fans out there being in Wisconsin, there has to be a great bear story, I would think. Yeah. Uh, a beaver. I think um, we've all had like our chub stories with the, you know, the gators. But yeah, we want to hear your best animal story on the golf course. 800-990-3776. The opening segment brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. It is peak Wisconsin weather right now. Snow in April, but we've got sunshine in the forecast coming up in a few days. We talk about it next on All About the Drive. That's next on the tee. The opening segment was brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. On the tee with Gabe and Steven continues next on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. We're back on the tee. Stephen Watson alongside with Nolan Murphy, who is cousin subbing for Gabe Neitzel, who is out on assignment right now. So there was some snow today. It's April. I don't feel good about it, Nolan. It's post-Easter. I mean, snow in early April is fine. I think now that we've had opening day, we've had the home opener, we've had the Masters, we've had Easter, to wake up with snow this morning, if you're in the Milwaukee area, uh, was demoralizing. It, it makes me really question why I still live here. Um, but I digress. We, uh, a lot of golf courses in the area opened up this past week. Snow comes... You, you probably don't want to be playing golf tomorrow. It's going to be a mud fest out there. But later in the week, Nolan, we're looking at 60 and sunshine. Yeah, which, I mean, that is a heat wave for we, Wisconsin right now. I will be out there. I imagine you will be out there. A lot of you listening, if you're golfers, will likely be out there. So take advantage because I think we have finally turned the corner. I don't know. Knock on wood? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, and, and the reason we kind of thought about this is last week I had a tee time at Brown Deer. Uh, I ended up... Sk- canceling it. He called ahead of time, love the guys over at Brown Deer and the girls. Um, it was last Monday when it was gorgeous in Milwaukee. And now I'm kicking myself because 
I had a tea time for this coming Friday at Brown Deer. And I look at the weather this morning, and you have to book, as people know, Milwaukee County courses. Yeah. If you want a good tea time, you should be booking at least a week out. I always tell people to be safe. It's going to be a high of 48 on Friday. So now I have my Sunday tea time at Washington County, a place I've never played. You have played many times, right? Yeah, it's a great, great course. So I'm curious to hear what you're thinking as you step to the first tee later this week. It's all about the drive, presented by Ewald Automotive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. All right, Nolan, a lot of people are going to hit their first tee shots this week. Let's hope. Knock on wood. I want, I want people to hit their first tee shots outside this week. I have not teed it up in Wisconsin. I was just in Austin last week celebrating the Scotty Scheffler win with the fine <laughs> folks in Austin, Texas. Well done. I, got, I got to play a couple of times with, with my family. It was not amazing. with Scheffler, though, right? You didn't not hope? with Scotty, but there were a lot of toasts to Scotty. Um, and, and speed. Wow, it's back the week back of UT. UT. Yeah, Woof. exactly. Austin's. Woof. Well, it's always party in Austin. I want to know, Nolan, what type of expectations do you set for yourself as you step onto the first tee box of the first swing of what we hope is going to be a long golf season? Yep, and I, and I thought about this. Um, there's a number of ways you could go. Nobody wants to hear about, hey, I ho- hope I, I shoot you know, a birdie on my first hole because it's probably not the right thing to manifest. I think what you have to think about is what did you spend – if you're an avid golfer, what did you spend the last couple months on? Like that core thing. Because if you're an avid golfer in Wisconsin, you went to Fairway Woodsides this winter, or you went to X-Golf in Brookfield or Mequon, or you went to the Milwaukee Athletic Club or anywhere where there's a simulator, and you hit some balls, and it was probably to not, you know, you didn't want to be rusty, but you worked on something. And so for me specifically, I worked most of the winter on just trying to not hit as much of a cut. And that cut can turn into a slice. But I really worked on all the right mechanics, and we don't need to go into the X's and O's, but to what makes me even sometimes draw the ball a little bit. Because if I can do that, then the rest of the game you know, kind of slows down. So I'll just be thinking about what I spent the last couple months on and simplifying it and just positively thinking about having fun on the golf course. I don't get to talk to you very often about the game, so I want to know what type of golfer are you? Like, What runs through your mind when you're standing over a golf ball? Are you like a... Let's just grip it and rip it, or are you going through like 10 steps before you make impact with the ball? No, I'm just trying to probably always in my my mind tell myself to slow down. I think that's something an amateur golfer always gets in the trouble of. If you're in the rough, you want to naturally swing harder. So it's always telling myself to slow down because you see everybody in the tour, whether it's the PGA or the LPGA, which I love to watch, their swings are just like pendulums. And, you know, other than maybe Bryson, you look at Colin Morikawa, it's insane how slow-paced his swing is. And he's a top 10 golfer in the world. So it's always about slowing it down. Uh, and just keeping it, you know, relatively straight. I, you know, it's fairway and regulations. That's what you want to do: fairway and green and regulations. So, yeah, yeah. What about yourself? I am. Uh, I also have a very fast swing, a very fast take back that I would love to correct if I could. And I, I spent a lot of time in the simulator this off season working on my driver because my irons are the the strength of my game. 
but my driver gives me fits. And fortunately, on enough golf courses, I can get away with not hitting driver. But for the ones where I need one, I, I need to be able to consistently hit fairways and find distance. Um, so when I go to the first tee later this week, I am going to think about keeping my left arm straight. That's always our first thought. Left arm straight, slow take back. And the rest is just muscle memory from there. Because I can't be overthinking when I'm about to address a ball or else it's going to be a long day on the golf course for me. I, I feel like so many of us, we care too much about where the ball is going and less about the process. And that's what these first couple of rounds should be like for everybody out there on the golf course. Yeah, it should really be station to station almost. You shouldn't be thinking about, oh, you know, I just double bogeyed number one at Brown Deer. I need to, you know, make that up here. You should be thinking about, all right, if I land this ball there, then I'll have a good entry point there. Don't think ahead of the shot, but like, we're all human. We can't do that. We're upset. You know, when you pull one left and all of a sudden you're in the trees and then you're looking for your ball and the nice TV cameras aren't there. So you don't know, <laughs> you know, what the crowds, if did it hits you, ma'am? No. You're looking for your ball somewhere. So um, I will try to channel a little bit of yours, just the one thing. Maybe I, maybe I have too much going on, but I'm excited. Uh, just talking about it, I think, gets people fired up. And, you know, there's really not a better place in the Midwest to play golf than southeastern Wisconsin, whether it's from Green Bay to Madison or the Milwaukee. We have so many nice public and private courses people can get on. Do you read golf books? Um, do you, I know you work in a simulator. Do you read at all? I'm more of a TikTok golf guy right now. TikTok? Yeah, I know. Guy. And I sent you and our producer, Max, a TikTok today uh, of a Jordan Spieth comment after he uh, won yesterday. But TikTok is where I've gotten a lot of my golf advice. Now I hope, you know, it's advanced, like professional advice. Um, but I ask a lot of people that I know that are good at golf. Um, there's a couple buddies I really trust. And, you know, they can just see how you're picking up a club. Once you get that good at golf, I feel like someone's going to tell you if your take back looks bad or something like that. So you are a golf book guy, though, right? Well, I, I wasn't until this offseason. One of my good buddies handed me this book. It was called Extraordinary Golf, The Art of the Possible by Fred Shoemaker. And I felt like Fred was speaking right to me when I came onto the first tee. It's much more about everything that goes around the golf game, less about the swing, but more the process and enjoying it and realizing the bigger picture. It's, it's pretty deep, uh, but it was an easy read. And it was, I, I, I felt like he was speaking to me. He wrote it in 1996. It just goes to show like that this thing is holding on until today. And I want to read a quote about the art of looking good, which is something that I think a lot of golfers do and struggle with, and they might not even know it. The thought of walking onto the first tee and already making excuses for where your ball might go and caring way more about what anybody else around you thinks about your golf shot, and it should be more about what you think of your golf shot and enjoying the process. Here is a part of Extraordinary Golf, The Art of the Possible. If looking good rules your golf experience, you're in for a very ordinary time. The performance aspect should not dominate your game, but that doesn't mean you should ignore it or devalue it. It has a rightful place in the overall triangle, and we all would like others to approve rather than disapprove of us, naturally. The problem is that we confuse the goal of the game, which is scoring as low as possible, with the purpose of the game, which is what we decide for ourselves. Nolan, I play a lot of golf by myself. Um, I love walking and carrying 18, putting an you know, iPod in and going. I play my best golf then. I can't post those scores anymore um, you know, because of rules. You're not allowed to post scores when you're out there as a single. But I find myself caring less about what other people might think of my swing and more about just enjoying the beauty and being outside and 
throwing down a couple of balls. And the what makes the game of golf so addicting to all of us. I feel like that's something that is lost on a lot of people when they step onto a golf course. They care way too much about what everybody else in their group thinks of their game. Well, I think that also goes, and you think about, hey, uh, I'm going to hook this shot, so make sure I get more strokes here because we're playing a game. I also think it has to do with the apparel boom. You know, everybody is yeah. now showing up. Um, you know, we all used to kind of have, I feel like, the same Nike golf shoes, and we'd wear <laughs> khakis, and, you know, maybe, you know, for the holidays, you got a Nike polo that Tiger wore. But now, I mean, it, you look at Gabe Neitzel, you know, the typical host of this show. Gabe has the most wild pants on, and Gabe is not an outspoken person. Like, he lets his golf game speak for him. But some days, those pants speak for him, too, because he knows... And Gabe is confident. He knows he's a lefty. He's going to rip that ball 290-plus probably sometimes, and he's going to be hitting wedge in. Gabe is – I feel bad that we're talking about him. He's not here. But Gabe is the type of guy where if you see him in an outing from afar, you're like, oh, that guy wearing those pants. And then you play with him, and, and you realize how nice he is and how funny he is to play with, and you're like, oh, he can wear whatever he wants because he can bomb the ball 300. Yeah, and to your point, though, about I, I love playing golf with myself, too. I think a lot of people actually enjoy it because you control what you're doing. You're not with the random person that you got paired up with that you know you don't want to have that small talk with. Golf's really not about small talk. You play golf with people you like, uh, or you probably hit balls and play by yourself. And you're probably listening to what you want to do, and you're, you would think from like a positive manifesto standpoint, like all the right thoughts are going through your head. You're not going to be interrupted by anything. Um, you just It sounds like, Steven, you just need to channel that when you're playing golf with others. Yeah, Maybe, oh, I, maybe, I, I, maybe no, you no, become I, a headphone guy. I, with, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I love playing golf with other people, and I, I think that I'm fun to play All golf Steven's with. All Steven's friends are like, oh, now it finally makes sense. I, <laughs> I just I find like some people I have golf with who like walk onto the first tee, and they say to the rest of the group, like, who knows where this ball is going? Don't judge this shot. And like, I just want to be like, I don't care where it's going. It's like the microaggression. They're almost laying the foundation for yeah. like, hey, I haven't golfed in a while. Sorry. Yeah, like- that's the art of looking good that this book talks about. I can't recommend it enough. And I feel like more of us just need to walk up and be like, whatever, let's have fun today. Right? And that, that makes a more fun foursome or threesome or twosome. Or if you got up there yourself and you just think, grip it and rip it, you might play your best round. And in, on Sunday, if I'm at Washington County and it's 60 degrees, I will be thinking that because I will be happy. I hopefully am done shoveling. So oh, hopefully everyone else feels that same way uh, as winter still feels like it's going on. Oh, as I say, April in Milwaukee, spring never even hits sometimes. It might just be summer in a week. As long as we can play golf into November. That, like, that, that's got to be, be the trade-off to this snow in April. Oh, man. Annex Wealth Management is a proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. AnnexWealthManagement.com. AnnexWealth.com. Click to get started. Well, there's some more golf news that came about today, Nolan, involving a quarterback. The quarterback. Four quarterbacks. And the quarterback, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, who loves to tee it up on national television, he will do it once again. Who he's playing with, we talk about it next on The Tee. Forget about changing that dial. More on The Tee with Gabe and Steven next on 94.5 ESPN. This is On The Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside.
The match is returning, and Aaron Rodgers is once again teeing it up. The Packers quarterback joined alongside Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. It's going to be the old Hall of Famers in Brady and Rodgers against what we think will probably be a couple of Hall of Famers in Mahomes and Allen. Um, Nolan, this is going to be the first time that it's all NFL players. What do you think of the initial matchup of the next rendition of the match, which is set to tee off on June 1st at the win in Vegas, 12-hole exhibition? Well, if I'm Rodgers, do I really want to be playing against the only kind of— I mean, I know they did lose to the Niners this past season, but as a Packer fan, and I love Tom Brady, but I still look at him as a rival right now. So if you're a Packer fan— Watching this at the win in Las Vegas, are you going to be happy that you know Tom, you know Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady kind of chum it up for three and a half, four hours on national television, and you know probably you know slap each other's backs and you know have some you know great moments together and you know kind of those like fun Instagrammable photos that you look back on. But like when we get to the NFC Championship game next year, hopefully as Packer fans, I don't, I'm not going to care about that. So. I know we've gotten into this, you know, the old timers like, oh, you shouldn't be friendly with, you know, your rivals. But that's kind of like what the NBA has brought upon all these other leagues. They all trade jerseys, and I don't care. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, these guys are all multimillionaires. They're in their own tier. But I would have actually liked them to, I know they have a little AFC NFC thing going with Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, obviously Brady and Rodgers. It would have been kind of fun to kind of mix it up because, like, Brady and Mahomes have a lot of history. I'm sure State Farm would have loved to have Rodgers and, and Mahomes. Exactly. Um, Josh Allen, you know, like, did they not call Joe Burrow first? Because, like, I love Josh Allen, but, like, Joe Burrow, to me, in terms of Q score, is, like, that second guy in the AFC. What do you think Joe Burrow is showing up to a golf course wearing? Because I think it's just, like, total swag. I just, che- you cheetah know, print. Cool. I just think yeah. cheetah print. Yeah. Gosh. Well, I mean, think about the match last year and how different it looks. I mean, it was Bryson, Phil, Rodgers, and Brady last year. Life comes at you fast. We don't know the next time we're going to see Phil Mickelson on a golf course, and Bryson just had surgery. So, Well, we do know where we think, Phil, we will see him. Last week, this was buried under the news, but him and Tiger did both put their names in uh, for Brookline for the U.S. Open. Uh, they, they, the deadline was Wednesday. They can still pull out. But that is when we might see Phil. But yeah, talk about even Phil, Bryson. I mean, Bryson, now that is more injury-related, he has not been healthy, it seems like, uh, since you know before the FedEx playoffs last year. So I, I just would have liked to see that. But I mean, I'm fascinated by this stuff. I think Tom Brady's probably the worst of the four of them. I don't, I don't look at Tom Brady as like a great golfer. Rodgers made some awesome shots last year, if yeah. you remember. He and was draining I, yeah. putts. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes both play a lot uh, out at the Pro-Am event in Tahoe. They're, they are usuals and regulars there. So I, I think to get you ready for NFL season in June, and this is just the NFL has to love this because all they want to do is own – the, the off sports calendar, 12 yep. months a year. So we're going to get past the draft. We're going to be in the middle of the NBA Finals. And all of a sudden, like, you know, we hopefully are talking, you know, Bucks NBA Finals against somebody from the West. And it's a, this June 1st date's going to pop up, and Aaron Rodgers might hit a hole in one. And that's going to be the lead story that day, Stephen. Yeah. As somebody who works in the business, yeah, that will right. be the, like, Stephen, how many shows on WISN will you talk about Aaron Rodgers playing in? What other rendition of the match this is? 5.0. Like, will this be a whole week of, you know, around-the-clock coverage? If Aaron Rodgers 
waves his hand, it's a lead story. I, I it, yeah, we'll we'll have Rogers highlights. But if the Bucks are in the finals, I mean, it's the Bucks are the lead. It's it's the finals are on ABC. Come on, Noel. Good job, good job. Well done there. Um, I just to just to clarify, Rogers does have the best handicap. He's a four point six handicap. Brady does have the worst. So you're right, eight point one. Allen. Is a oh actually Josh Allen has a nine handicap and Mahomes is a seven point seven and I believe Tom Brady is a member at Seminole uh, in South Florida which is by far one of the hardest places to be a member other than Augusta in the country yeah so they must not have cared you have to, that's a member invite only there um, I don't know where Rogers plays a, a lot of golf in Wisconsin I knew at one point I believe he played at Green Bay Country Club a little bit bounced back from Oneida that's where a lot of the Packers have played historically yeah. I just don't think he plays a lot of golf during the season I think he is so locked into what he's doing I could be wrong well I, I want to get back to the match, but we do have a caller, Josh, on the line. We're asking for your best golf story involving an animal. If you have them, 800-990-3776. Let's get to Josh. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for calling in. Let's hear the best story you have involving Good. an animal. Yeah, so this was back in uh, 2015. Me and my wife, we were golfing at the uh, Edgewater Golf Course over in Grafton, and we were on the seventh hole. And I was actually on the green putting for a birdie, and all of a sudden my wife's like, hey, she's like, there's a cow on a golf course. I'm like, no, there's not a cow on the golf course. And she's like, yeah, she's like, there's a cow on the golf course, and it's, it's charging a lady. And I looked up, and sure enough, there was this bull on the golf course, and farmers trying to get it, and people are on the golf course. Well, the bull took off, and it actually almost ran over a lady. And they got a corner, the cops had to show up, so the cops show up. And now they're trying to get this bull. They can't get this bull. So they ended up having the people around. They ended up having to shoot it on the golf course. And, like, then that didn't work. Then they tried to taser it, and that didn't work. And then the cow actually pushed the officer into a pond that they had it cornered and then kind of ran around again. And then uh, so they had enough of uh, kind of dealing with that. So then they brought in they brought in a rifle and ended up, I mean, in front of all the people, all these people on the second hole. And so they shot the bull. And so we're like, wow, that was kind of crazy. So as we're continuing on, we came up, got off the ninth hole. As we're coming off the ninth hole, they actually brought in a truck and they loaded this cow up on the truck and then drove it back up the first tee box or up the first hole back at the tee box. So this cow is on the back of this flat, but then it's strapped down. This dead cow. Just in front of all the golfers. And it was a, a yeah, it was a dead cow. Yeah, they they had uh, they couldn't the farmer couldn't get it out of there, and they ended up having to shoot it right there on the golf course in front of everybody. But yeah, almost trampled a almost trampled a lady on the second tee box, and so yeah, that's that's the craziest thing I've seen out on the golf course with an animal. Only in Wisconsin. And Josh, real quick, did you get like a cow check, like a rain check, to come back to the course because this obviously had to delay your round, right? I was going to ask, did you make well, the putt, Josh? Well, yeah. Did you make the birdie putt? I, I actually, I did make the birdie putt. I actually did make the birdie putt because I thought my wife was joking with me and she wasn't uh, trying to get me off my game. And uh, no, I actually did make the putt. And then I picked, like I said, I, I looked up and all of a sudden it's like, holy moly, there is a towel right there on the on the second uh, fairway. So we watched that for a while, and then uh, once they finally had it cornered and they were doing what they had to do, it's like we we went up the eighth hole and then, like I said, up the ninth hole and. And we're just you can see the whole thing and then like I said, we came off the ninth hole off the ninth green. I'm like, Wow, no one's gonna believe that and then it's like, Yep, here comes this truck with the cow on the back of it, right right through, back up the back up into the parking lot and out the driveway and back to the 
back to the farmer's farm. So yeah, it was uh, no no delay. Never got a rain check, but you actually did finish out the round. But yeah, that was that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, Josh, I can safely say that is the craziest thing I've ever heard when it comes to an animal on the golf course. So thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you you tuning appreciate. in and, and calling in. I I mean, that, I mean cows, sheep. Birds, the cow thing is insane. The shooting at the cow, I mean, I feel bad for the farmer too because uh, cows aren't cheap. You know, the, the, all we hear about is the price How of beef. How about the going woman up. that's getting charged by the cow? Or the police officer going into the pond. That, oh, I mean, it was a great call by Joshua. An incredible story at Edgewood up in Grafton. Um, wow. This segment Only, did not. These animal stories did not turn out how I thought they would we, turn we, out. We needed one of those almost at the Ryder Cup. That would have been all time at the Ryder Cup to get a loose cow. I mean, you, now you get everybody in the country making fun of Wisconsin because they think there's actually cows on all of our golf courses. Yeah, it's probably not good for the brand. But if you've got a good story, 800-990-3776, the first Midwest Bank talk and text line, your best Golf story involving an animal. Thank you to Josh for that riveting story of the cow in Edgewood. Wow. That was certainly something. Any any other thoughts on the match? Let, let, let's get back to it real quick. 12 holes. What do you make of a 12-hole match play event? I think um, that's Jack Nicholas's influence in the game. He has spoken uh, pretty publicly about how he thinks that amateur golfers don't need to play 18. We need to speed the you know pace of play up. We can't make these golf courses any longer. We're not going to change the balls. The technology is definitely caught up to where it was even 10 years ago. I, I think this is a model of how do we speed things up. Um, and as you told me, hey, 12 holes takes a long time on TV, and I didn't even think of that. So that's your job. Yeah, we had Brian Anderson on the show last year leading into the match, who's voice of the Brewers and Turner Sports, and he I don't know if he's on the call for this match, but he's done it for the last couple of years. And he says – that these guys are mic'd up for the entire round. They have to make sure that these guys have stuff to do in between holes during commercial breaks. Um, so it's it's long. For us to play 12 holes might only take, what, two and a half hours? Yeah. For these moving. guys, that's still four hours of live television with all the nooks and crannies and, and the great additions that they add to the telecast. So I think 12 is actually the right way to go from a TV perspective. I think you're going to need, though, because... Tom Brady is a very calculated personality. Obviously, Rodgers is. We hear him on the Pac McAfee show all the time. Josh Allen, I couldn't even tell you what he sounds like. And we all know what Patrick Mahomes sounds like because it's like Kermit the Frog. So (laughs) at some point, you're going to need a Charles Barkley. Justin Thomas has been a part of this coverage over the years. You're going to need a couple people uh, to throw to to kind of keep this going. Because if not, could just be four rich guys playing golf in Las Vegas, and why would I want to watch that on TV, Stephen? Maybe we just bring the cow to Vegas and see how TV handles that situation. Now that would be awesome. Some props, some weird games, some you know closest to the pins. You know we've seen all the goofy golf games at all these tournaments before. Here, all of a sudden, you know if you get close enough, you get one throw, and these guys are gonna rattle ones, you know, into pins. So they're definitely gonna have to spice it up because without Charles, without Phil, even without Bryson, which Bryson doesn't have that much of a personality other than he hits the ball you know a mile that yeah. that's the you know a brings the spectacle of, of bryson last so year. they're gonna need to beef that thing up a little bit no pun intended yeah uh, from the cow but you know everybody's gonna watch that in wisconsin well as you think about the cow on the golf course we still have more golf to talk and going from one match play event to the next we preview the zurich classic in new orleans and make our gruber law offices one call that's all pick coming up next on the tee no ifs, ands, or puts. There's more on the tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. 
Four, it's on the tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. She said she'd never turn on me. We're back on the tee. Stephen Watson alongside Nolan Murphy, who is cousin subbing for Gabe Neitzel today. You are headed to Washington County this week to play one of your opening rounds of the year. And I think that that would be a good course to review for our waste management course review. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. All right, Nolan, it's your first round of this year. Is this your first time ever playing there? First round in Wisconsin this year and first time ever playing Washington County. Just uh, did a little light reading on the website here because, you know, that's what you kind of do before you go to a course. Very nice Look resume. at the layouts. Yeah, so uh, the number one ranked uh, municipality public course in Wisconsin, number 33 in the nation, um, less than an hour drive from downtown Milwaukee. I don't think this gets thought enough because, you know, so many people take advantage of the great Milwaukee County golf courses here. Washington County also, not that far of a drive. And Stephen, you know, other than me looking at pictures, you have played this course a number of times. Yeah, I played it a couple of times. It's a great link style course. I mean, it's one of those awesome Wisconsin ones where you can play it and you can score, or you can play it in forty and windy and be one of the tougher tests around the state. It's it's a beautiful layout. It's always well kept. Um, every time I've played it, I have had at least a two club wind, which. You know, from talking to the folks out there, that's what they prefer. I mean, if you're a link-style course, you got to be ready to play in the wind. So for your sake, given the fact that it was snowing today, I hope those temperatures are up by the time you're playing because uh, that could be a long round. Yeah, early temperature looks like uh, five, six days out. Uh, could be a high of 65. So 10 a.m. tea time, I think a good time in April, especially with the conditions we've had. But yeah, Washington County has hosted multiple USGA regional public uh, links qualifiers You know, over the years, had a Wisconsin State Junior Championship here. So really excited to play Washington uh, County Golf Course uh, later this weekend. And their website is golf wcgc.com if you want to book a tee time because we all hope you guys get out there and hopefully play your first round of the year at some point this week or next. Mother Nature better figure it out. Washington County also hosted a couple of Wisconsin PGA match play events and the PGA Tour is headed into a match play two-person event. It's the Zurich Classic in New Orleans and where do you stand on this event in particular because we get you know, a lot of WGC, like the Dell, where it's a match play 1v1. When you partner up, fresh off the Ryder Cup, I feel like it's gonna. I'm going to be a little bit more in tune to this one just because we're so close to the Ryder Cup. What do you think of this two-man match play event? Yeah, I think the players actually love it because last year you think about, you know, Charles Schwartzel, Louis Oosthuizen, you know, they lose in a playoff to Mark Leishman. 
Um, and you kind of get those guys he played on the President's Cup team with, a Ryder Cup team with. Um, I love it as an avid golf fan. I think it's going to be great golf. I don't know if the general consumer is going to want to turn on you know, later this week, but Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa are going to be playing alternate shot. Like, How would you not want to watch that? And specifically, if you get a situation where Victor Hovland doesn't have to chip, then we're talking about maybe the best <laughs> golfer in the world. Is That is not his strong suit. So I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, I think it's been fun to watch over the years. And this is a President's Cup year. This is a President's Cup year on American soil at Quail Hollow later in the year in December. And this is going to be uh, an event that, you know, hey, if you're looking at captain's picks, it may be a guy that doesn't get into the top six on the American side. If he plays well this week, if you look at Kevin Kisner, who played so well a couple weeks ago at the Dell and maybe doesn't have the points he needs at the end of the year, but plays really well this weekend down south, how do you not put Kiz on that team? I think that's a great point about the President's Cup because the Ryder Cup always will get the top attention, but President's Cup's every two years as well. And I look at some of these matchup. Um, Ryder Cup influence, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay are going to be teaming up together. You've got also Scotty Scheffler is going to play with Ryan Palmer. Max Homa and Taylor Gooch are going to play. So those are some of the younger stars that might be there for this upcoming season. Real quick, who's your group of offices? One call, that's all pick. Shane Lowry, Ian Poulter. I'm going with some European Ryder Cup flair right there. Shane Lowry's got to get a win this year. Okay, I'm going with the Team Ryder Cup. I know that I dropped the ball on Xander at the Masters, but I'm going Xander and Patrick Cantlay to win at Zurich. We'll see this upcoming weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in to On the Tee. Nolan Murphy, I'm Stephen Watson. Gabe will be back next week. We'll see you next Monday night on the Tee.